Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Tune in as we share stories of triumph, resiliency, and healing. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamili Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Hi, guys. Welcome back for another episode of the Beauteous Me podcast. As you see, some things have changed. The intro has changed. The podcast cover picture has changed because we have to continue to elevate because we have elevated conversations and elevated guests, guys. So let me introduce you to Bunny Young. Bunny Young is a stunt woman turned therapist turned entrepreneur are just the highlights of Bunny Young's career. The founder of A Better Place Consulting, Bunny coaches business owners to overcome adversity, combat personal and employee burnout. It is not uncommon to find her keynoting in the morning with a Fortune 500 company and ending the day teaching burnout prevention to law enforcement, military and correctional officers. In a world of COVID and uncertainty, Bunny is being sought out nationally to speak on personal wellness. Bunny, welcome. I am so happy to be here. And anytime anyone reads that out loud, I'm like, wow, my life is pretty blessed. So (laughs) thank you guys. Yes, it is. So Bunny, can you tell us your story? Because I find it interesting. How the heck did you turn from a stunt woman to a therapist to a coach? (laughs) Yeah, the 10 second version is I had this day where I woke up and was like, I've got these tools in my toolbox and I don't fit into a J-O-B and my purpose can't be fulfilled by continuing to go. And basically I'd make the company a hundred dollars and my boss would keep 50 of that. And, you know, her boss would keep 20 of that and on and on until I'm making pennies on the hundreds of dollars. And I also didn't, I thought the same way that the money was being diluted, the the impact was also being diluted. So you and I had this conversation that I used to be in social services where I just felt like I'd plug one hole in the ship and find 70 others. And so it's just like this constant feeling of not being fulfilled. And it really took a emotional toll on me and I ended up burning out and my family was in the Dominican Republic during our hurricane. Yay! Dominican. I know it was amazing. It was in Bayahibe, and we lost electricity. We lost like we we were literally boarded up. The whole resort was. I don't know if I just like didn't check the forecast or there was a couple years there where if you wanted to know when there was going to be a hurricane and where, ask me where I booked my vacation. Um, cause it was like three or four years in a row that I had this luck. And my husband said with the 90 minutes of battery life that we had on our laptop, that that was the first time that we had really sat together as a family and watched a movie from start to end where I didn't answer an on-call phone or check a client email or respond to some other thing that in my family's perception was more important than them. And in my perception, I'm just trying to make a living for them and to provide for them. But meanwhile, like I'm missing out on them and, you know, and he was joking, but he said it only took a natural disaster for you to like fully focus on us. But that wasn't funny. And and I'm, I'm hearing you and I'm feeling you. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm feeling it. Yeah. And he's the most incredible human in the world in the aspect that he just says exactly what he's thinking in that moment. He has no concept of the future. Like he, he's, 
um, the definition of the Joker at, that Heath Ledger played where he's like, I wouldn't actually know what to do with the car if I caught it. Like my husband is that person. And so I was flying home and I walked into my boss's office and was just like, I, I can't do this part-time anymore because my part-time was still 80 plus hours a week. And that led for the listeners. That is a me thing. I didn't set the boundaries. Like that was me not setting the boundaries. But when you get to a point and you realize that your personality and your purpose is such that you're going to give something 110%, it might as well be you that's getting that hundred 110% return on investment. I love and it. so through a series of events, I ended up, it, my husband was leaving for an army thing and I walked into the gym at like 11 AM in my full professional attire. My husband said, I guess you work for yourself now because I just walked out and I, it was kind of an out of body experience where I just realized that if I wasn't going to value myself, then I really wasn't, how could I expect others to? And people say, well, how did you find your purpose? Well, I found my purpose by moving to China and trying to be a stunt woman, moving to Ecuador and volunteering in an orphanage. I mean, I found so much of my purpose in my failures. And I think that every day is a gift to be able to have more experience that A, I can share with others and B, be able to say, I think that this is more I find out more and more about me every single day that I'm here. So what a gift that is. Oh my God, Bunny, that is beautiful, enriching and motivating to hear because I I think a lot of women, especially um, with this world and what we get caught up in with career, motherhood, the expectations of life, right? Busyness has become an addiction. Yes. And I don't think people recognize that is that if you're not busy, if you're not giving 110%, as you said, into a job, then you're not achieving goals. You're yeah. not seeing success. And that's how people are measuring success by busyness. Yeah. And for you to just say that we have to take time to put that 110% into us is very important. And it's, it's why it sits and resonates with me because this is the purpose of the podcast for us to have these conversations where people can recognize that there are things that we are either addicted to pay attention to or have experienced traumas, et cetera. But we have to come back to ourselves. Yes. Working on ourselves. And yeah. I, I thank you for sharing that um, because it's it's very valuable. Yeah. And when we just finished doing um I was writing this blog basically on social media because a funny thing happens in human psychology when we go into isolation is that we don't actually go into isolation. This is why social media is so popular and was so popular is that individuals are constantly looking for connection. Remember that we're tribal beings. We're herd beings. We uh, function in systems. And so when you're not feeling connectivity, you search for it in other areas. But in social media, having your self-esteem wrapped up in a like or a comment or your follower count or all of that kind of stuff can be extremely damaging to your self-confidence and your self-esteem and your ability to function in a interpersonal relationship. And so there's this veil of social media that people can hide behind and say things that they wouldn't normally say to a a person's face, but there's also this veil of 
how many freaking filters do we have on Instagram? Like, I don't, I didn't wake up like this. And by the way, happy birthday, Beyonce, while we're recording this. Um, But it's that aspect that when you go to grab your phone, the first thing that you should be looking at your phone is something that's going to add value to you. And so for me, that's like a meditation app Mm -hmm. or a positive affirmation. I don't do social media until the afternoon. And I have somebody for the most part uh, that works with my social media accounts. And, you know, it's also just being able to know that you're valuable. Mm -hmm. And when somebody says something, because I think I told you last year, I had this horrible business breakup and ended up getting these series of death threats through social media. And it was just kind of like, taking a step back and and knowing that that was more about that person than that was about me. But let me tell you, when you're listening to this, that was decades worth of self-work that I had in the bank to have that not push me over the edge. I had to know I'm worthy. I am loved. I am safe. And that I'm not all of these things that this human is accusing me of being. And that that comes from ego, their own journey, ego. Yeah. And the, the other part of it is that if you're, if you're reaching enough people, you're going to get people saying negative things about you. Mm -hmm. And I, I doubt that anybody listening to this has never been teased or harassed. And, and I am wrapping my virtual hug around you. If you're a huggy person to say that, um, you know, I, I'm sorry that that happened to you, but I also appreciate that you took that experience and you're stronger for it. But the meanest voice I have ever heard in my entire life lives in the back of my head. Mm. So when I was a therapist, because I know you had mentioned that I've retired from being a therapist. Now I work with mental health focus in corporations and with small business owners and work-life alignment. I had this sign in my voice that said, the voices in the back of my head love me. And my clients would laugh because, you know, as a therapist, you're not really so in in the outside world, hearing voices in your head is, right. is not a good sign. Right. Well, Auditory information. Are you bipolar or schizophrenic? Yeah. <laughs> when you're a therapist, you understand that everybody has negative self-talk and positive self-talk. And in fact, there are methodologies within psychotherapy that we actually use self-talk. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that is really the thing that you can start doing today is put a post-it note somewhere that says the voices in the back of my head love me because it's true. And the stuff that those voices have told you in the past is just not helpful to you making this world a better place and to you saving the world. And right now we need so much more positivity. So you're beautiful inside and out. You're capable. And if you woke up this morning and you have that heart beating in your chest, then your work here is not done. And you've got another day to be gifted to make the world a better place. Oh, Bunny, you have me like here with goosebumps. Um, just going back to what you were saying in like failure and, you know, us measuring things. I had, um, I was on vacation for like two weeks from work and I, you know, was doing podcasting stuff and checking things and, you know, 
strategizing and changing because, you know, you, you want to evolve every yeah. day. And so I looked at my stats and fear sunk in because I was like, oh, my God. I don't have enough listeners. Um, I'm I'm not doing good at this. Other people have this. Other people have sponsors. Other people have this. And I had to, and like you said, 10 years worth of work when you listen to negativity and mm-hmm. years of work, I had to go back and be like, Jamili, it's okay. Yes. Your time is coming. Your time will come. Your time will come. Your time will come. But I went through a period of two days having these negative feelings because of, I, I got an email on my stats and, and things dropping and numbers and listeners where I was just like, oh my God, what am I doing? But I had to talk to myself and say, it's okay. You sh- this is your purpose. This is what you're driving to. And you know, you have a message to give out to people. Keep doing it. And as long as I, you never know who you're impacting, mm-hmm. you never know If you record a podcast and absolutely no one listens to it, but we have this conversation, you go to the store later and you are an ounce more patient with yourself, with your family, that calmness permeates into the environment. Yes, And so I I have always tried to evaluate things by, you never know who's watching. Mm-hmm. You never know who's listening mm-hmm. and other people's definition of success. It goes back to the social media. <laughs> you know, I don't have a million followers. I know people who have a million followers who are very depressed yes. and very unhappy. Yes. And so I wish for purpose to be the measurement mm-hmm. and self-value and self-worth and self-love to be the measurement rather than any other external. And, and a lot of people will ask me like, well, there's conflict within teams. How do I get my team to like me? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're constantly out there trying to get your team to like you, then you're not really being yourself. You're being this chameleon that's trying to be everything to everyone. And there's only you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're the only one on the face of this planet. So you're the only one who can accomplish the things that, that you can do. And so just be you and you'll attract your tribe. Uh, I think there was like some kind of island graphic on my social media. You'll have to go back to my social media. Um, and it says your vibe attracts your tribe. Yes, yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I, I love that. I love yeah. that because, you know, like, I, you, we're not doing a video po- with this podcast, but like I'm in tank top and like pajama shorts for you yeah. because it's a Saturday for me. Right. And like my girls were like, Hey, you know what, where are you doing? And I was like, Hey, I'm going to go talk to my friend for an hour. And then we're going to go watch black Panther for like the third time this week right. so that we can listen to the part where if you, if you haven't seen it, you oh, I, listen to I, the, I'm a fan. <laughs> well, you can go back and listen to when Chadwick says, like, I'm not, I can't rest until I've righted this wrong. I know I'm totally not getting his quote right, but he's talking to his dad and he's talking to his ancestors. And he basically has this pivotal choice in the movie where he can pass away. And he can let Wakanda go to, you know, the next king. Or he has this drive that literally pulls him back from the dead. Yes. Like that's how strong of a drive it is. 
And it's within you too yes. to be able to say, until my work is done, I will not rest. That's right. That's right. And I still have a purpose. And like we pause that and and I have a nine-year-old and a three-year-old and we talk about that. And it doesn't matter if your purpose that day was to just like play, you know, dolls or my daughter rides her horse or sometimes my purpose was to get the freaking dishwasher unloaded. <laughs> but like do not rest mm-hmm. until your purpose is fulfilled. Yes. I love it. I love it, Bunny. So in the work that you're doing, um, can you share with us the work that you're doing with different companies and yes. with employments and business and reducing burnout? Because your message is really important. Um, taking care of mental health, but on a on a global, not only on an individual level, but on an, a global level with corporations, with businesses, small businesses, it's important. It absolutely is important. So with a better place consulting and you can um, catch us at a better place consulting.com or bunningyoung.com or on Instagram, it's at a better place consulting. Um, and I know all those links will be there in the show notes, mm-hmm. but basically what we've done is we've said um, we, from a, I'm holding up air quotes, but from a corporate standpoint, we have a four-step approach And please know that I only broke down this four-step approach because sometimes you just have to put it in a way that your client understands. Mm -hmm. And so it's self-awareness, self-management, team awareness, and team management. And most corporations will hire a consultant to come in at the team management level. So they are teaching soft skills. They are teaching DNI. Um, diversity and inclusion, um, for, for those of you that, um, want me to extend out on what the diversity and inclusion um, acronym means. Sometimes I get so caught up because we have military uh, clients. So I get so caught up in my acronyms that, you know, I end up causing a snafu, which uh, Alex, you're going to have to Google that acronym. (laughs) So what we come in and do is say, basically, anything that you could provide for your teams is not going to be as impactful or as effective unless you start with the human first. Mm. And so we go to a self-awareness level and ask people the question that we probably haven't been asked since third grade. What is it that you want to be when you grow up? What impact do you want to make on this world? And help them see how what their company is doing and what their job is doing and what their job description is doing is actually moving that needle. Mm -hmm. And that helps with the positive consequences of that is morale, culture, engagement, retention, all of those things that companies are measuring and want to improve, but they just haven't figured out how to improve them. And what we basically go in and say is, you know, we're going to help your team feel less overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by understanding how to prioritize what's important to them and how to set boundaries and how to communicate. Um, if, if I've got these five things on my plate, my boss comes to me and says, this is your new priority. And you're like, okay, well, which one of these five things would you like me to remove? Because I'm already, you know, extended, I'm already spread too thin. Right. And so that's the kind of stuff that being able to so for those of you who want to know what that sound was, that was my dad being <laughs> dropping off a Panera snack for me because I'm a third generation entrepreneur and he knows the struggle is real. It's okay. So that's an that organic conversation, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's army as well. And so if we asked him this, this question, you know, it's, 
It is, um, we're moving from my dad's generation of military of suck it up Mm -hmm. to really understanding that in a post-traumatic stress environment, one of the things that we can do in a proactive manner is to process what it is that we're actually feeling and hearing and seeing and experiencing in that moment and not just pretend that we didn't. Because while we can do that consciously and we're perfectly capable of consciously not processing it, subconsciously we are processing it. And that's where the trauma actually exists. And so to really get into the question that you just asked me about this in corporate America is that in our corporations, we're experiencing a lot of trauma. Yes whether it's disruption in now doing all of this remote working, whether it is the disruption in, um, you know, suddenly being the essential worker that has to quarantine from their own family. Yeah. And so there's trauma Mm -hmm. and we have an epidemic of mental health within a pandemic of coronavirus. Yeah. And it's not going to get better with a vaccine, you know, that that's not going to solve the lack of processing the trauma that we're going to going through. Significant trauma that people are going to, how many people are now facing eviction? You know, all over the news, people facing eviction, people who have lost their jobs, people who are now forced to get into different jobs, who are people who are not tech savvy, who are now forced to kind of do something different. And that they're not used to. And so that in and, in and of itself is trauma. And I like how you mentioned the different needs of organization. I, I, I kept thinking Maslow's hierarchy, hierarchy of need, yeah. but in a different way. You know, yes. this is like a corporation or, or just, um, yeah, a corporation or a business hierarchy of needs in order to retain employees. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's, we've done a really good job and we're moving into a, or we're currently in a gotcha mm-hmm. type of environment and, and social um, expectation. And when I say gotcha, it means that the community at large and society at large is holding companies accountable for doing what is not only right in this world, but also for what say, saying they're going to do. So you've seen so many messages from CEOs coming out and saying, you know, like, because of all of this stuff, here's what we're committed to. And then you see people that are holding them accountable for that. Yeah. And people within a company to feel empowered, to hold their executive team accountable Mm -hmm. to the purpose and values that were previously stated is incredibly liberating. And when you're in a country that literally says liberty and justice for all, we can move the needle towards that. And being able to not just say, well, I don't know how to do that is unacceptable at this point because it doesn't matter what race, ethnicity, gender you are, all rising tide, you know, rises all ships. The difference is, is if you're on a super yacht and I'm hanging on to like a two by four, Mm -hmm. it's different. Right. It's not equal. Right. And so it's not, it's not a rising tide is going to make this all better. We need to be able to work together to become a better humanity and change really from this bureaucracy to one of my favorite books right now is humanocracy. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really being able to say like, rather than having this hierarchical 
management and control and as you said, force Mm -hmm. feeling, how can we have it where it really goes to a personal perspective of how you're making the world a better place and how you're changing? Because it really doesn't matter how much money you pay me. If ultimately you're not prioritizing what I value, right? I'm going to leave the company or I'm going to be less productive and I'm going to cost you money. Right. And, you know, I, I was looking at some statistic that it said like less than 50% of the U S labor, um, like the jobs we're recording this on labor day. So let's throw it out there. Um, don't require creativity. Well, whether you're a creative person or not, don't you want to feel like you're being challenged and like your job couldn't be performed by a robot. And so like, how can we make those positions and opportunities be hybrids so that you're able to bring your best self to work and be able to, to have that kind of space where you feel like you're open and able to be you and bring value. I would, I could not, I could no longer exist in an environment where I didn't feel like I was bringing value. And it was really hard for me as a therapist in social services to feel like I was bringing value. I know I was, Mm -hmm. but just the ratio of value brought to problems that were there. That's why I really looked at companies was because even when I moved to private practice, I would say over 85% of my clients were struggling in relationships, they were struggling in finances, and they were struggling in their job. And all three of those are completely related. If you don't have the ability to have a healthy relationship, it's going to impact you personally and professionally. And for those that are studying work-life balance, it's BS. There's no balance. There's just life. So you really have to figure that out. I'm totally hearing you. And it just even as I was sharing, just doing um, some telemental health, the stressors that I'm seeing are the same thing. It's work, it's the same themes and yeah. it is all interrelated. It is. If you are, have experienced significant trauma, if you're having relational issues, then you're going to have issues with coworkers. If you're, you don't know how to get along with people, you don't trust certain people, certain um, people trigger it, you know, transference issues, counter transference issues, it, it's going to get in the way. Um, and I think just going back to what work that's fulfilling and self-fulfilling is like you really have to find that sweet spot where, I mean, and I know it's hard with the economy right now, but you also have to find something that brings you joy. You know, mm-hmm. when you leave or you're in some space brings you joy. But I think in this world, we, with so much uncertainty, trying to get up and leave is hard for a lot of people. Yes. It's really hard. Yes. But there's little moments when you start your day and when you end your day. I'm a huge fan of a gratitude practice. And I'm with you guys. It's hard some days to figure out, like if I showed you my journal, sometimes I am grateful for my husband bought the right toilet paper. (laughs) Like some days I'm grateful for that we just landed, you know, a $70,000 client. Yeah. Um, the, I know that those are stark differences, but I also, um, a couple weeks ago, so for, for the listeners, I was in a bad car accident that left me with post-traumatic stress. 
And I was in a situation where I was explaining somebody to somebody that I love of the impact of post-traumatic stress and the triggers that come out of seemingly nowhere. And, you know, I have this great day and all of these good things happening. And then out of nowhere, I get hit with a trigger and completely shut down. And this person that I love, you know, says, well, I know people who have been shot at and had things explode to the next to them. And, you know, they, they have real post-traumatic stress. Like they have real problems. If you have a house over your head mm-hmm. and you love the job that you have, it does not mean that you could not be experiencing trauma right now. Right. And my broken arm doesn't necessarily impact me any more or any less than your paper cut. Right. It's pain. Mm-hmm. And so as a human, to be able to look at another human and, and not compare, Mm -hmm. not judge, but just say, I understand that that triggered you. What can I do to help? Right. Rather than trying to say, well, you're not as sick as other people, or you're not as, you know, you don't have it as bad. You're still employed. Yeah. And also evaluate how you can turn a complaint. Mm Mm-hmm into a gratitude exercise. Mm. I love that's a really interesting challenge of my husband. I'll I'll give you another great example. He never listens to anything that I record. So it doesn't really matter that I throw him under the bus. (laughs) I got in his car yesterday and it said oil maintenance required. I asked him how long that it's been there. And he said he didn't know. And so I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, I got to, it's Saturday and I've got to go figure out how to get the oil changed on this car because it's one of those smart cars that are smart. It's not an actual smart car, but it's smarter than me. I can't just roll up under it and change its oil. Right. Um, I'm also six, three. And so there are literally some cars I don't fit under, (laughs) but being able to see the gratitude of the fact that one of my really good friends actually owns a maintenance auto shop and he has loaner cars and he would come and pick up my car have the oil changed and drop it off. And I never had to even see anybody have any interactions. They would call me for my credit card. That is changing a complaint into gratitude. right? And that just changed my whole morning and my whole perspective, rather than being grumpy at my husband, you know, he's in the army, he's got stuff he's got to do. And, and I'm not about to make judgments on his laziness or lack of motivation. I don't know why he didn't do it, but I got it done. And I also have an amazing relationship to be able to get it done with. Right. And that, and I think that's important. You have to turn a negative into a positive and find a way to, to do that. Yeah. So Bunny, what are some tools that you can provide our listeners? You can give us just three, um, in this conversation that we've been having today. So tools for what, what would be most helpful for your listeners? So what would be most helpful with regards to um, burnout, with regards to taking care of self and working um, either in a company or your um, self-starter business to put yourself first? So my first one is going to be meditation. And I'm going to take a second, just a quick second on meditation in the aspect that Meditation is one of those own one of the only things that I know of that actually increases gray matter in the brain. Mm-hmm. 
and increases neuroplasticity. And so when you can do a daily meditation practice, it doesn't matter if it's two, three minutes, whatever it is, you're actually creating space for your brain to be healthier and for you to have that ability to focus and you're just the action and the practice member meditations, a practice of creating space for yourself and to learn how to turn the volume down or just see those thoughts as thoughts and not have an emotional relationship with every single one of them. Uh, I used to despise meditation, especially at the end of the yoga practice during Savasana, my least favorite part. It's hard. I would would roll up my mat and just like leave. Um, So, but it's a practice and the, the brain studies and brain scans that have been shown around individuals that make meditation a habit. Um, it's just incredible. So please, please, please meditate. Please meditate with your children mm. so that they can emotionally regulate and learn how to have better relationships with their thoughts. I gave you guys earlier a gratitude exercise in the morning yeah. and in the evening. Yeah. And my last tool is going to be to limit checking your email Mm. as much as possible. So I don't check my email until after 11 a.m. And I only check my email twice. And I know that sounds like I'm speaking a foreign language to some of you, but an email is something that can just send you down this rabbit hole, pun intended, coming from Bunny, (laughs) of, you know, responding to putting out fires rather than actually the fulfillment of fulfilling a task. I guarantee on your, on your to-do list. um, And that would be my third and a half is create a to-do list with just three things to get done today. So you actually feel fulfilled Mm. and accomplish one of those tough tasks prior to 11 AM when you jump into your email. But if you put on your to-do list, checking your emails, probably not on your to-do list and it's going to disrupt the rest of your to-do list and emails just designed to be an overwhelming situation. It is, especially at work. You can find yourself checking it as an addict. Like, you know, I, I have yeah. a work cell phone. So I know on the weekends, I'm like, did anyone email? Did any, it, it becomes yeah. just like checking social media. And here's the miracle thing about my email is you've, you've emailed me, you know, I have an autoresponder. And so unless you are on like a special list, your email doesn't get responded to for like four to seven days. Mm -hmm. And I would say over 70% of those emails magically get resolved Mm -hmm. without me like ever actually interacting with them. And somebody's like, Hey, we've got this like free webinar that's today. Well, if I check it four days later, I've missed it. It's over. Yeah. Like if I want to watch the recording, I can watch the recording. If I want to know more about it, I can go Google it. Right. But like just not having that. I mean, I literally have a director of getting stuff done in our company that goes through my email and she keeps it below 50 emails. The ideal is below 30, but by below 50 emails, and, um, that's with me checking it like once a week for the, the big email box. And then for my clients, I check it twice a day and my clients know if, if there's an emergency to either send a carrier pigeon or to text me mm-hmm. and, um, but like Facebook messenger, all of that, I don't have any of that going on my phone during the day because, you know, it's I, most of the time my phone is in black and white mode. 
I just keep throwing tools out here. Put your phone in black and white mode and it's a lot less attractive. It's a lot less addicting to the brain when your phone's in black and white and you're scrolling through social media than when your phone's in color. Oh, I love um, and it also is a, is a lot better on your eyes, especially at night and your brain and your sleep ability. So um, I have like a million tools that we could go on forever. But if, if you go to our YouTube channel or go to the website and find um, the YouTube channel there, you can see where I just yap on for 10 minutes at a time on new and innovative ways I've found to do less, but make more of an impact. I love it, Bunny. And you have some amazing content out there, not only on your website, but you have some books that I want you to tell the listeners on, because especially yes. during these transitions that we're going through, some of these books, guys, you really have to get and read and integrate. So Bunny, share them, share them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm in the middle of writing Relationship Currency, The Power of Purpose, and then co-writing How to Survive Working for from home. And uh, that one will be done in probably about three months. Mm -hmm. So I'll update you guys when that one's out. The one that I just finished is an ebook for free on the website. So on bunnyyoung.com. And that's how to stay sane during insane times. And that's where it has a lot of uh, tools. It has some really cool videos. And you can feel free to download that for free, share with friends. I made that for you guys. And so that's the most recent book that I've finished. And then I have a service dog. So we have a service dog book that's coming out. I'm meeting with the publisher next Wednesday. So I feel like all of these books are happening at once. Yeah. And they were all in the works prior to COVID. Um, but it's really been a blessing to be able to have the response that I've had from you and from other community members that are saying, you know, can you write this in a format because like I said, if you go to YouTube, there's hours and hours and hours of video content. Um, writing is not my favorite, but the magic of technology is that editors and ghost writers can take all of those videos and make some pretty cool content for you guys. So um, I'm happy to share that with you. But How to Stay Sane During Insane Times is on the website right now, bunnyyoung.com. Thank you. So Bunny, where can people find you besides bunnyyoung.com? <laughs> The coolest place I think to find me is on Instagram, just because um, I have no filter. <laughs> so join the non-filter club. <laughs> you're you're going to see, you know, like jammies. And our story today was I'm working with a videographer and he wanted me to set up these like lights and stuff in my office. And it just looked like Amazon threw up in my office. <laughs> and so I think that for those of you who are listening to this and being like, wow, you know, Bunny has it all together. Like, on Instagram, I'm going to show you, I not only do I not have it all together, but it, here's how I get through not having it all together. Mm -hmm. And then um, a better place consulting also has an Instagram at a better place consulting. And that's a really good space to get those Instagram TV videos mm -hmm. for your companies for your own sanity. But also it's really cool when um, I'm able to read a book and pull out a quote and give it to you. And that's what I do. I read three, four books a, a week. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's what's on a better place consulting is we have wellness Wednesday, we have fun Friday, um, me making weird faces, which my Instagram manager will never let me take over Instagram again, because you know, I'm just all about keeping it real. So Instagram's a great place to connect. And um, it, as you said, bunnyyoung.com and on bunnyyoung.com, you can sign up for our starfish stories, which 
um, is an email that gets delivered to you with all the goodness. You know, it's, it's the same goodness, guys. It's just delivered in whatever format's most useful to you. Love it. Bunny, thank you so much for spending this Saturday with me. Um, just giving us your knowledge nuggets, especially speaking to a therapist who's turned entrepreneur, who's helping so many people in different ways. And which is what I love about our field is that you can do so much to touch so many people. And I'm so grateful and humble for meeting you and for having this conversation and to read your books when it comes out. Absolutely. Absolutely. I will make sure to keep you updated and, um, make sure that your listeners know how to get to it too. And for everybody listening, please stay safe, stay sane. And thank you for making the world a better place. Yes, Thank you so much, Bunny. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope this episode fed your soul. Please be sure to download new episodes. You can also head on over to rate, review, and subscribe. For more updates, find us at www.iambeauteousme.com or on Instagram at iambeauteousme. Don't forget to use the hashtag beauteousmepodcast for your feedback.